Hey. Yeah? Do you ever wonder why we're here? It's one of life's greatest mysteries, isn't it? Why are we here? I mean, are we a product of some cosmic coincidence? Or is it really God watching everything? You know, with a plan for us and stuff? I don't know, man, but it keeps me up at night. What? Like... Well, no, no, I mean, like, why are we here on this podcast? Oh. Why is Cameron calling me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that one. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> welcome to the Astrocast Live. Oh, we, we're trying to do something funny. Uh, for those of you who know, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, is it, does it sound echoey to you? Wait, go ahead and talk and don't switch it to you. Oh, okay, it's fine. No, we're good. Yeah, I don't know. This that was super scripted. That was super cringy. Why is he? What? Okay, answer it. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll ad lib. Well, anyway, tonight is the season finale of season one, and Matthew is currently t- uh, fielding a phone call from our uh, our co-host Cameron, who's not here tonight because he's not he's feeling under the weather. Um, but yeah, tonight we're gonna be talking about the big question: Why are we here? Is there a plan? Is there a God and stuff like that? Um, you know, we're going to start with the creation of the universe, creation of the solar system, the uniqueness of life on Earth, uh, s- stuff of that nature. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about, this. If, for those of you who know about Xenobots 3.0, it's these man-made cells that have developed the ability to self-replicate. So essentially, mankind has created synthetic life, which is super... It's cool and super scary all at the same time, so we're going to get into that. Um, but before we do, Matthew's going to hit the button, and we're going to run the intro ads. Make sure you smash that like button. I get, I, I'm kind of tired of saying that. It's kind of stupid. <laughs> but yeah, hit the like button, hit the notification bell, and subscribe to the channel so you don't miss another episode of the AstroCast Live. And you can find us anywhere. <laughs> He's like holding me at gunpoint to I'm say this. Uh, where, where was I? You made me lose my train of thought, Matthew. Okay, subscribe. Yeah, subscribe. You can find us anywhere you find podcasts. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, blah, 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 blah. I've been forgetting to put the podcasts up. That's my bad. I'll put them all up tonight, or maybe tomorrow night, or maybe never. Um, when you have time. Yeah, when I have time. But, uh, yeah. Let's get in. Oh, you can follow me on Instagram at joe.seasall. And, uh, yeah, without further hesitation, let's get into it. And we're going to start with Matthew. I have a question for you. A question? Why are we here? Just to suffer. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> what we are here to have fun. No, no, no. Not like in the podcast. Oh, and why are we here? Why are we here? No, yeah. I, I was oh, saying okay. for, okay, go for it. Go is to have fun uh-huh. and enjoy everybody around us. And if we think about it too hard, we won't have fun. And so that's what we're doing here tonight, folks. Exactly. We're ex- that's exactly what we're doing here tonight. We're thinking about it way too much. We're gonna have probably quite a few existential crises on Matthew's part. I usually yeah. tend to not have any because I'm pretty confident in our existence, but Matthew's not. No. So we're gonna talk about it. It's gonna be really fun. No, right. we should have well, like should dual camera. Have. No, two cameras like split in the middle, and they're both shown at the same time to show both our reactions. Oh, I can set that up. You set quick. that up? Yeah, here, oh, switch with me. Switch with me. Switch. Oh, we're doing it now. Yeah, we're doing it live. <laughs> it just might be a little echoey. Though. Yeah, it might be a little echoey, but I can do that. Okay. And just take my headphones. Right, Actually, I'm not going to wear your headphones. Why not? I'm going to switch to you, though. You're going to totally, like, uh, add the things for me. So while Matthew's two setting two. up over there, put on my headphones so you can hear yourself. Uh, there's somewhere over there. Uh, no, no, on the post. The post. Over, uh, over there. Oh, it's... There you go. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we're just doing this on the fly. Uh, Matthew wants me to set up a split screen view so you can see both of us at the same time. And uh, I know they're so shiny and new, right? Yes. Look at you. You look great in the moderator seat or whatever, yes. the, the host seat. I'm here. All right. Alib right. for me. Alib, okay. So Joe, Joe's mind is very expansive. Oh, right? you should totally and I'm talk trying about to... that. Oh, what we're doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, talk, whenever, talk, give some background. Give some background. My ba- background is whenever Joe tries to explain something, right? I listen to everything and I understand about thirty percent, and that's <laughs> enough. That's enough for me to 
know where Joe's going and everything. And Joe gets the satisfaction of finally telling someone else all the rattlings inside his head. So. Jeez, thanks. You make me sound like a crazy person. <laughs> no, no, no. The real crazy person is uh, Cameron. He's schizophrenic, <laughs> I swear. I'm joking. You might need to talk a little louder. All right. There is you that go. better? Yeah, that's better. All right. So uh, Joe was, uh, you know, on a casual Monday uh, trying to decipher the world's meanings of, like, everything based on a formula. And um, you, uh, where do I start? Um, I no, don't know. Start, no, start about – here, hold on. Let me switch it to me. How do I do this? I don't know. Uh, seat one. Nope, seat two. Okay. Um yeah, I suck at being producer. Don't ever let me do this again. Okay. Um, but we were we were talking in, during the podcast about like higher dimensions. Yeah. I and we were talking about how like time in the first dimension is just the second dimension. Time in the second dimension is just the third dimension. Time in the third dimension is the fourth dimension. So, well, the fourth dimension to us is perceived as time. And basically, to to, to make something four dimensional, you just add time. So we were lo- wondering like. Well, can that just explain everything? And we were talking about like the ramifications of stuff like that, but you, you can continue on there. I need to set this up. I, I love what Josh is saying right now in the comments. Can I read switch it, read that? It. <laughs> Josh. No, 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 don't read that. <laughs> I'm reading it. We are all here to be oh, Ama- Amazon wage workers. Best life ever. Am I right? Yeah, I would love to like wake up in the morning, enjoy where I go to. That's sarcasm. And then um, pee in a bottle because you can't go on break because it's frowned upon and you need productivity. Also, they have a video game system at Amazon to uh, increase productivity. And in reality, it just increases competitiveness and uh, increases stress between oh, between. Oh, hold workers. on, hold on. I accidentally did something. What's happening? There you go. Okay, you're back. I'm back? Yeah. I suck at this, man. Okay. Cameron says the answer to life is 42. He's Obviously. absolutely correct. Uh Joshua Prop says, wagey, wagey, get in the KG. Bez, Jeff Bezos says. You can talk more about Amazon real quick while I'm... Oh, I see it. I see what you're doing. It looks nice. Yeah, I didn't mean to click that. You mean click that? Oh, I, no, that's I a sneak peek. Yeah, I didn't mean to click Joe's that. doing it on the fly. Yeah. I need to learn how to do that program uh, more. Let's see. How do I... I, I don't keep know. Ad-libbing, keep ad-libbing. Keep ad-libbing. Okay. So Joshua Prop's... Thank you for being here today, like always. I think you're the most loyal, loyal viewer from everybody. And then Cameron, Cameron finally is here. I think, you know, he was here like for two podcasts only, and finally is back. And he should have been here today, but he was sick. All right, Matthew, you ready to switch again? Yeah, yeah I'm oh, Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. I gotta, I gotta bind it to a key. Okay, let me stare keep, keep uncomfortably bad. to everybody. Uh, where's settings? There's settings. No, no, keep talking, keep talking. Oh, sorry. I was just going to do that. Yeah. No, 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 keep talking. Keep talking? Okay, okay, okay. Uh, talking out of my head. Uh, let's see, let's see. This The setup is amazing um, from what we first started. When we first started, we had, like, echoey mics. Um, very unprofessional, still unprofessional now. It's going to be key eight. Key eight, got it. Okay. It was, it's still unprofessional, but it's more professional than when we started. And one day, we'll have a full studio. And yeah. This is it's the dream, right? And then we'll we just be do doing podcast, do it for fun. It's almost like, um, you know, when your dads go like drink beer and play poker in the <laughs> garage. That's basically what this is. We're just gonna go drink beer and do podcasts in the garage. We're gonna drink beer, maybe right, play poker right. afterwards. Ready? Ready? Switch. Switching time. <laughs> All right. I think I. Le- yep. I did leave it on me. What is it? Look at that. Eight is for split. Eight. Um, and it should be both of us, so I apologize if it's going to be echoey, but, uh, yeah. Alright, what were we talking about? Uh, the meaning of life. Oh, right, the meaning of life. Well, I'm gonna put the question to you, Matthew. Uh, try not to kill all my things. I will. Um, let's see here. What? What? What is Josh saying? What, no, um, someone says... Two with you there and two with you not there. What that then? Okay. Anyway, Who someone's. I don't know. I don't know. FYI. I don't know what that means. Yeah. Um, very ultra rare. Can you please explain what ver? I don't know what FYI is, but. Uh, it, no, that means uh, fiscal year information, obviously. 
I, I didn't think about it like that. Anyway, I'm kidding. Uh, I lost my train of thought. Speaking of life, and you're asking me the meaning of life. Oh, yeah. So, Matthew, what do you think? Actually, let's back up. Let's back up. You know, the meaning of life is all is good and all. But let's, uh, let's, let's think about this, right? No. In order to have a meaning of life, there has to be life. In order to... For there to be life, you have to have the whole great filter happen, uh-huh. allegedly. And in order for you to have that to happen, you you need um, you know an, a habitable system, habitable planet. Then life actually needs to form on the planet. You know the whole great filter argument. So, what do you think? Given that life so far is found to be really unique on Earth. Um, do you personally, I mean, I, obviously I know you, I think you, I know what your answer is, but what do you think, why is life so unique on earth and why are we so, like, it's against all odds there's intelligent life here on earth. Give me your thoughts on this. So first of all, the possibilities of life even existing, you already know. Yeah. It's like so many really possibilities small. stacked, stacked, stacked. This has to happen perfectly. This has to happen perfectly. So it was almost like wove, like woven. Is that how you say? Compounded. Woven, compounded in, perfectly selected for us. Everything by something else, which is God, of course. And God <laughs> made that entire path for us, and made this universe for us. Crafted almost. No, no, no. Talk louder. Oh, not lift. Crafted <laughs> for. I was like lift myself. Crafted for us. Yeah. But then. People try to put reason behind it, and then try to put numbers behind it, and try to think about it. Well, that's that's great, I think. Honestly, think, I think that's great. Because, I mean, that's what I'm doing right now. That is true. I'm trying to find, you know, a meaning, not not necessarily a meaning, just an explanation and a model how, to how predict, a predictive model. Mm-hmm. It's a, the how it happens, what will happen, you know, stuff like that. Like, I, I'm fascinated by the scientific endeavor. Um, but I, I do get I do get what you're saying. With, it comes to a certain point, especially with certain people, where it becomes trying to disprove, you know, God, mm-hmm. or disprove that, or not necessarily disprove, but that prove to themselves that God isn't here. We're just some sort of cosmic coincidence, and I, I just refuse to believe that. Yeah. It, the chances of that happening. We'll do chats at the end. No, but this one just relates to it. Hold on. <laughs> we can't interrupt uh, every train of thought with a chat. As much as we love the chats, we, we will try to do them more at the end. Matthew disagrees with me wholeheartedly. wholeheartedly. Josh should be, be able to speak right now. Okay. Well, well, we'll, we'll take this chat. Um, with the complexity of the human body, the human brain, immune system, DNA, do you think life was created? Um, so I have an interesting take on this, and I think... I don't know I don't know if you know this Matthew if you know my answer to this obviously everything that I mean this is this is a real simple argument everything that has happened has led to this moment right now everything that has happened before has led to this moment right now yeah if I mean there's two ways to think about life you I everything is either predestined or you have free will. I personally think we have free will, but there is an element of destiny. You know, there's an element of, um, like, a plan. What's the plan? What? What's the plan? Well, <laughs> do you really think I know? Yes. You, Matthew asked me what the plan is. I would be, uh, there's an old saying, the way to make God laugh is to tell him your plans. It There's... If you really think I understand or comprehend the greater plan of the universe, um, but anyway, the the I'm thing I was getting at. I'm interrupting you. Yeah, you were interrupting me. How what do, if you how have, do you, Matthew? I'm interrupting you right now. Okay. What if you had just like a five minute chat with God? Oh my God. You had a list. You I had would one ask day to him. I would ask him one question. Hmm. One <laughs> question. <laughs> That's a tough question, man, because... There's a movie on that, by the way. I know. An Interview with God? Yeah. I've seen the trailers for it. It kind of looks good. But, um, anyway. Hmm. That's hard. That's tough. Because... Cameron said Joe is God. (laughs) I'm not. 
<laughs> don't even compare me, dude. It doesn't even compare. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't know, man. That's a tough question. I would have to think about that a little more. I'll get an answer later okay, on. Later. Okay. But I I want to bring up a point that um, and and this is actually from that clip from an interview with God that I actually saw the other day. I didn't know you saw that, but I was going to bring this up. He he asks. I, for, I forget what exactly he asked, but God gives him an answer of, I'll tell you exactly what I told Mo Moses. I am who I am. You know, I am that is. And I always took that, that and he's referring to Exodus, where he speaks, Moses is spoke to by, you know, God, the king of the universe, mm -hmm. through a burning bush. He says, who are you? Uh, I'm the God of Abraham and Isaac and all that came before you. I am who I am. I'm paraphrasing, by the way. I, I can't quote the Bible. I mean, I can in some way. Anyway, I always took that as, yeah, I mean, you can't really comprehend God. He he is in everything. He is everything. It, it's almost like God is the universe, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, he's in everything. He, he is who is. I mean, there's really no better way to say it. Mm -hmm. I am that am. Makes sense. It's... It doesn't at all. <laughs> that's, that's the whole mystery of faith, if, if you will. But getting it back onto the topic of creation, the whole idea that I have in my head of how life came to be, it had to go through the great filter. Like, I'm a very scientific mind, and I'm also a very religious mind, and I am able to reconcile those both very easily in my mind but I recognize that I don't think the same as everybody else. But my whole thought process is, the life has to have gone through this great filter, at least in my opinion. And it just makes sense, you know, you, the chance is compounded. But it doesn't ever say that you can't have something helping you along the way, or that, you know, life has tried and we are the eventual outcome. It still doesn't, you know, everything has led up to now. Yeah. And in a way, that to me, just proves that there must be Matthews eating Tic Tacs. <laughs> Try to be about it. Oh my god. But it, that just proves to me in a way that there had to be some kind of intervention or divine wisdom in crafting the universe because if something us. was just like a tenth of a degree off, mm -hmm. you know, we wouldn't be here. If anything had changed in the past, we wouldn't be here. And that to me just is evidence enough that there's a reason for us to be here right now and I mean yeah that's my take on it in in the terms of the complexity of the human body um, I think science does a fantastic uh, job of explaining that evolution and the only the only critique I will give of science the science um, not you know I, the, the critique I will give of the current accepted model is we really don't have a good explanation of how atoms went from just atoms and molecules to a self-replicating something which they is theorized to be RNA we don't really have a good model of how that happened what a lot of the big stuff there's a lot of gaps that yes. we took that we don't know just yep. like this <laughs> yep. so I'll talk about what Matthew was talking about earlier after one of the podcasts, actually it was last week's podcast, and I, I literally stayed up the entire week until like 2 a.m. every day Jesus working on this stupid math equation that's based on Einstein's theory of relativity and um, the string theory, among other things. And I'm trying, I'm, I know it's ambitious, and I'm definitely wrong, like 100% wrong. Like there's no question I am completely wrong. Um, but, you know, it's, it's fun to trial and error and try to work things out and get, come up with a model for myself. But anyway, ambitious as I am, I was trying to reconcile quantum physics and relativistic physics, meaning really small things and really big things. I think I might be on to something, if I'm being honest. I'm not going to really share any of the details because it's super freaking complicated. It no, it's, it's way too complicated for this. I can maybe do a video, a short-form video. Or actually, it'd have to be a long... It'd have to be hours. hours. Yeah. Um, we can maybe do that in season two, which we can talk about that at the end of the episode, but it's, 
Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> it's complicated. It it basically just a generalization. We were talking about the dimensions which we already talked about. Um and I was like, well, if you start at the first dimension, you add time, you get to the second dimension, you add time to get to the third dimension, and so on and so forth. Well, if the first dimension is length, the second dimension is area, the third dimension is volume, the fourth dimension is volume plus time, or volume moving through time, which I, I, I'm hypothesizing, and I'm pretty sure I'm wrong, just to let you know. Um, I'm hypothesizing it's mechanical flux, which is basically flux, for those of you who don't know, is essentially the amount of stuff happening a, across a given area and that's a really general explanation without getting into too many complex integrals and getting out Maxwell's equations and other stuff like that but essentially it's the amount of stuff which is usually energy the amount of energy over a given area and <clears throat> pardon me I need some water hold on and yeah, it's just too complicated to explain. Yeah, no, yeah. No, no. I, let's uh, let's talk. I, hmm, yeah, it's it's really complicated, man. Let's talk about black holes again. Black holes. Yeah. I see. Black holes are interesting. And in, in, there's a whole. I want to be turned into a big string. A string. <laughs> no, 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 man. Gone. It happens like Interstellar. You just fall into the middle, and some fourth dimensional beings make a make a mini dimension for you so that you can travel through time and, and tell your daughter about uh, the location to NASA headquarters so you can just basically travel back in time and set yourself on the path that you set yourself on so that you can set yourself on the path that you set yourself on and so on and so it's forth. So it's awesome. a time loop. Okay, I, dude, I movie? love that movie. Interstellar's great. What? And you watch it over time. It's, it's good. Interstellar's good. Um, they, get, they get some stuff wrong. Um, they, they made a pretty uh, good animation of a black hole, though. That was pretty cool. Yeah. But, I mean, they completely got wrong what was uh, what happens when you go into a black hole. Like, it, there's too much gravity for you. Yeah, you would turn it to Spaghettify. Yeah. Spaghettify. And then time would slowly move uh, faster all around you. And you would see stars die see, out. See, my, my, my whole theory, you would be alive. But you would just be stuck. That's so sad. And time would be moving so slowly for you. Yep. And I, I could be wrong, but this is my understanding. I always have to preface with that because, let's be honest, I'm, I'm a 19-year-old kid with a basic understanding of physics. I could be completely wrong. It has so many years to improve. Yeah. But my understanding is you would time would just slow down for you so much to the point where you would just be stuck. And uh, so I've always, I've had this thought. Like, you know, we always wonder what happens when we die, right? Mm -hmm. um, ultimately, I think you either, you know, you face judgment by your creator and go to heaven or hell. Mm -hmm. But I've always had this thought, like, in lieu of that black hole thing. What if, you know how time speeds up as you get older? Yeah, because you've seen more of it. What's the limit of infinity? I keep forgetting. Tell me this last time. Well, it's do not exist. Sorry. I mean, what's the infinity. limit of 1 over infinity? infinity? It's zero. Zero. So my whole thing is, if you have a set amount of time x, or t, let's use t, you have some sort of set amount of time t, and you have a percentage of that time, right? So you have let's say t over 100 meaning 100 percent of that time as your t gets closer and closer to 100 mm, no that's not a good way of explaining it actually my what my whole question is what if when we die time just slows keeps slowing down and slowing down so we never die that's torture that's not torture let us die no 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 it's not torture think about it what if just yeah i don't know man I, but I've thought about that. Like, what if, what if, like, when we're going to die, time just starts slowing down and slowing down and slowing down and slowing down to where you get stuck in your head, but you don't know. It's an, it, You're in your head, you know. You get stuck in your head, and then time is so slow that your, brain, your thoughts are, you can visualize your own thoughts. 
No. I don't know. I just think it's kind of cool. That's torture. Not really. Stuck with your own thoughts? Is that like, you're like a white, like, Why are you so echoey? You're really echoey. Why oh, oh, that's why. Yeah. We gotta we gotta get some sort of sound barrier right here. Yeah. But um, I can make it not echoey and have me just me. Yeah, that'd be better. Yeah. See, when I talk, it's like super echoey in your mic. Uh, that's weird. But when you talk, it's like not echoey in my mic. What was I gonna say? I don't know. Sorry. Go ahead. Stuck up your own thoughts is torture. You just keep going, keep going. Thinking too much is is actually bad. Oh, I love thinking too much, man. I, like, I think too much all the time. Like, I get, I totally, like, there'll be times where I'll literally just be stuck in my head. Like, that's that's bad. You're supposed thoughts. to be living reality. Oh, no, I love it, man. But because it'll only be for, like, a few seconds, but it'll feel like an hour. That is true. Time goes slower when you think because you're thinking. Mm, I would be careful how you say that, though. Because, I mean, I mean, it's not like you're breaking the law or anything. But I, I would say... It's not that time moves slower, it's that you perceive time faster. Or maybe you can utilize time faster, maybe that's a better way of saying it. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you're just thinking so fast that time uh, starts to slow down. I have something completely off topic. Okay, go for it. Go uh, for off it. topic. Yeah, that's fine. These scientists have like these little, um, little metal, like not organisms, but little 3D printed metal things and they put it in you and they're able to control of magnets where it goes through your bloodstream wow. have you seen that before uh those origami robots i think so yeah those are cool um they're i think they're using them to clear blood clots if i'm not mistaken uh I think so. what i think so yeah those are those are kind of cool um speaking actually that is a great freaking segue let's go pardon me to uh the xenobots have you heard of xenobots nope so they're essentially they're these things that these researchers or scientists or whatever you want to call it took some frog cells. I forget what type of frog, but they took some cells from a frog. They cut them up and like mutilated them and stitched them back up together in a way that some. Uh, why just you're good? They stitched them back up together in a way that they um, they had a an algorithm that was like an uh, an evolutionary algorithm like a neural uh, neural pathway or a neural network sorry where they had an ai algorithm figure out the best orientation of tissue to accomplish a certain task like gather food or you know move from left to right or something like that um yeah that's exactly the article uh that you just pulled up right now 0.04 inches wide yeah so they take these frog cells and they s assemble them in a way, uh, based on their algorithm, to, I mean, do stuff. And the recent uh, breakthrough that they just had is they were able to make them self-replicate, which is huge, but it's not the way you're thinking. It's not sexual reproduction, and it's not asexual reproduction. It's something completely different. They, wow. It's super weird. They're these Pac-Man shapes that you see right there. The, it's in that video right there. Um, don't play it, but that's the Pac-Man shape, and they literally crawl around or like move around in a petri dish, and collect a bunch of little cells, and ball them all up to form another Pac-Man, oh, and wow. that's how they reproduce. Does, did we just make organisms? Like, kinda. Like, isn't that crazy? And the cool thing are is, are we playing God? I know it's so scary. So let's really talk about this, but real quick, I want to finish explaining. They create, they use these stem cells from frogs, and they kind of, they kind of change their own function, and they become these weird, like not frog cells anymore. And it's super weird, and it's super scary, man. Like we're totally playing God. And this is the whole argument about cloning, stem cell research, like all this stuff. We're totally playing God. We're creating life of our own accord outside of the tools that we have been given to by God, you know, yeah. like outside of our means. Mm -hmm. But it also begs the question, like there, there's, there's two sides to this, man. It also begs the question, if it's in, within our means to do this, is it really outside of our, of what we're supposed to do? But I guess like there's stuff that we can do that we're not supposed to, so. Yeah.
one day, one day in the future, future, we'll be able to replicate every single, perfectly every single cell atom of a human. And that's going to be bad. Will it be human? It's the question, and there's an ethical debate, it and it's like blah, blah, blah. Will it have a soul? Can we talk to it? Well, we'll be able to talk to it. See, here, switch it back to me. This is the whole thing with the Turing test and AI. If there becomes a point where you can't tell if it's physically alive. You can't tell if it's if that's, it's living. It's yeah, it's, it's super scary. You can't tell if it has a soul. Who gives it a soul? I mean, God. we both believe that God gives you a soul. But could you, I mean, we, and you know that it's a mortal soul, but could you imagine if we create life instead of it being created naturally, does it have a soul? You know, does it, is it even, should it be classified as, uh, it's, oh, <laughs> man. And on the cloning thing, we eat cloned beef. They literally clone beef and that's it's pretty good. That's the main like what we eat. I feel beef. I feel like cloning beef is okay. Like it's this, not really alive. To it's not really alive. alive. It's just the meat. It's the cells. It doesn't. It never had. A, do cows have souls or whatever? The consciousness of that. It was just meat, and it really helps. Does it help the environment? I, I don't think so, right? Uh, there's a bunch of logistics. I don't know. I'm not going to talk out of my. And <laughs> that's out of, outside it. of your purview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we have a comment. You want me to read it? Um, relates we'll back to the black that. hole stuff. Ooh, time dilation. Yep. Time. So switch it back to me. Time dilation is a tricky subject, as I feel as though it is something that shouldn't exist. Um, it's supposed to be proven, but I haven't dived into it. So, what do you mean? I don't really understand what you mean by shouldn't exist. I guess intuitively it doesn't make a lot of sense, but if you think about it a little more, it really does. Like, how does time slow Time down? flies when you're having fun, man. Yeah. When you're moving faster, time moves faster around you. And you perceive time as the same. Like, think about it. When you're when you're a kid, who's talking? Oh my god, it's playing on my freaking... <laughs> We've been hearing that the entire freaking... I haven't heard anything. Well, we'll probably hear it in the video. But anyway. Time dilate... Like, think about it. When you're having fun as a kid, time seems to move or time seems to move at the same rate but you realize you know you you talk for like four hours and it's like what i just got here you know yeah that's einstein's theory of relativity the faster you move or the more energy something has well or, no the faster you move the more the time will perceive to you as the same rate but everything around you will speed up and that's super weird but it has 100 percent been proven and we, because we've literally taken planes at high altitudes that go super duper fast and, and put a clock down on Earth, like a super precise atomic clock, and then a super precise atomic clock that we sync up on Earth, take it up on a plane, move it super, super fast, and then we bring it back down. And there is a complete, yeah, there's a mismatch. And it is exactly according to Einstein's relativity, or sorry, special relativity. Can we. Was it in the future, the, the when the airplane put the clock down? Was the the time above the time that was shown the on time Earth? time on Earth was was further ahead than was further ahead. So we could slow down time. So I actually had time. to here, get it back to me. I'm thinking. I had the same exact thought in middle school, when I learned about this. Yeah. I was like, well, let's think about this. But then if, you, if, you, if you if you if you travel before. fast enough you eventually get to a point where time would be at a standstill. Can you travel faster than that to go in reverse? The answer is no, obviously. No. But um, it's, it was a cool concept. And uh, I, I wrote this whole paper on it in middle school that was completely wrong. I called it the TARDIS theory because I was into Doctor Who, you know, time in relative dimensions in space. But I was super into Doctor Who, so I named it. Anyway, it, yeah. You can't travel back in time that way because you can't break the speed of light. Mm -hmm. And that's, I mean, that's ultimately the reason. There's other ways to do it. Don't get me wrong. You could create a cylinder of infinite length. And just by being in the cylinder, you would travel back in time if it's rotating. Mm -hmm. And it, that's a super relativistic 
Did you just put it on split screen and like put a gun to my head? <laughs> no, I didn't. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to. Oh, you're funny. But it, I mean, it's just all relativistic stuff is super complex and super cool. And then you get to quantum physics. And this kind of brings it back to what we were talking about is there's no reconciling between the two theories. The really small and the really big. And so, I mean, that's where we're at right now. You're definitely not going to see that on the stream. <laughs> well, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it in probably like two seconds here. We're both watching the stream. Nothing happened. Nothing happened, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. I like it. All right. The possibilities with this. It's endless. pretty funny. Um, let's talk, let's talk about, um, oh, hold on, the creation of the universe, the Big Bang. Back to what we were saying last time? Last time. Where it was zero, then it's something, then zero again. So, if we think about it, I had this thought the other day. If you start at the zeroth dimension, dimension zero, yeah, I have it written up on the whiteboard. Um, if you start at the zero dimension, I mean, the first dimension is length. You have you have one dimension to work with zero dimension you have no dimensions to work with everything is a constant are you just a point or... i don't know because a, i guess but there'd be no coordinate system yeah there's no coordinate system. it'd be like it'd be like drawing a point in nothing yeah. well i was like well that's like what happened before the big bang so what if what if god is an infinite dimensional being mm -hmm. with a pencil and he drew a point, which would break the zeroth dimension and create the first dimension. Then he flicked the point, and then the but point. But then there's other interdimensional beings, and they're doing the same so thing. So you want to know something really weird, Matthew? What? And this is probably wrong, and it could just be a coincidence. But you know how it's like, God created the universe in seven days. Yeah. And on the seventh day he rested. How many Wait. dimensions are up there? Seven exactly seven how many fundamental forces are there weak force electromagnetic strong force gravity how many dimensions are there length width height or in, in if you're counting dimensions length area volume i thought three was a magic number seven yeah. the fundamental forces and the three dimensions if someone's just like listening just right now we probably sound like crazy people. oh we probably we do probably but insane. dude insane dude seven <laughs> yes seven it's it's the answer uh, what three say? dimensions no nope, we're wrong we're wrong we're wrong why are we wrong the answer to life is 42 oh okay right yes of course come on, come on. but i mean it's it could be a coincidence but what if it's not I mean, we could be wrong, but what if we're not? We probably are. What do I know about quantum theory, string theory, and relativistic uh, physics? A little bit, not a lot. Um, that's the whole thing. When I when I first learned about quantum theory and relativist, relativist, Einstein's theory of relativity, generally and special. When I first learned about him, I was like, oh, this is cool, and I'm like an expert at this. And then I dug a little deeper, and I was like, wow, I have no idea what I'm talking about. And then I dug a little deeper, and I was like, holy cow, this is complicated. I don't understand it at all. And I eventually came to the conclusion, this is so complicated. How could this universe exist by chance? There had to be someone or something to freaking create it to be this perfect everything works you know there's an interaction that defines everything how do you make i mean we can't even make a simulation without glitches you know we can't it it's just bamboozling to me the absolute scale of the universe and we have not i mean it's crazy to think that it's perfect yeah. You know, there's no, there's an interaction for everything. There's a definition for everything. Just naturally, yeah. it exists. What if we get an AI just to solve all these problems for us? And then uh, we get can. an AI so advanced that we can plug in like questions and it just pumps it out correctly 
and we when we get to that point we exponentially grow in like our knowledge because of the this ai has like increased all of everything so uh, a hobo's guide to the galaxy yes or what what do you what is that called is that what it's called I think so. hobo's guide to galaxy guide to the galaxy or something yeah. like that um but yeah that's exactly what that is uh from that movie or, or i think it was a book first and then maybe a tv show and then a movie i don't know hitchhiker's guide to, hitchhiker's the, guide to the galaxy yep that's what it is um that was that was kind of a good movie uh, I liked the main character. And actor. that's where the number forty-two comes. Yeah, that, from. I know, I know. Well, I thought you knew that. No, I oh, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, it's a good movie and all, but no, I don't think we'll ever get there because I don't think AI will ever get there. Everyone's like, "Oh, the technological singularity will come during our lifetimes." No, it won't. Well, I'm saying it right now. We will never, at least with our digital um, systems, you know, digital way of processing, we will never get to that point maybe with quantum maybe if we switch back to analog computing but honestly the universe is too perfect and too complicated and too vast to simulate the human mind is so joe is wrong misunderstood we, we don't even understand what's going on in our brain how are we going to say we're going to create a new life form so the first step is you know to uh, immediately map out our entire brain yeah and everything in it. No, I'm not talking. And everything in it, and then perfectly be able to insert chips. Into just switch everything. to just you, because the echo's weird. Okay. Okay. We just learn about our brain first. We put all our resources that hundreds of years. And once we fully understand it, we put chips in it, and we augment our intelligence. We keep okay, going. Oh yeah, he's doing that. Huh? <laughs> we augment our intelligence. And then we exponentially grow in our intelligence, and we just like we, we able to like solve the 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 questions of the universe faster than we would have ever ever have if we just stuck to our old brains. Well, I tell you what. From what we understand about the brain, about neurons, neuron is essentially a transistor, except it doesn't. It it's not at all. It works completely differently. Well, it's analogous to. It's analogous to. But essentially what it does is it can receive and send both electrical and chemical stimulus. And it does it in a way that is super weird and we don't really understand how that translates into thoughts. And, I mean, we don't, it's just, uh, it's... Have you seen the walking protein? Hold on. We would, in order to make artificial intelligence, we would absolutely need to mimic a neuron to make and make the hardware based on neurons or some sort of perfect analogy to a neuron you know we couldn't just use transistors ones and zeros our brain doesn't work on ones and zeros our brain works on electricity and on chemicals and not only does our brain control what we think our gut also controls what we think i mean every part of our being is part of something that we're thinking you know, it's not just our brain. It's every single part of our body is involved. Because our nervous system connects to every single part of our body. And any imbalances in hormones, in bacteria in the gut especially, like anything like that, it can co cause severe side effects across the entire body. And we have we don't fully understand the endocrine system. We don't fully understand the nervous system, especially not the, cor the primary motor cortex. Or I mean, it's not the primary, just the primary cortex. We don't understand the brain. And we're kidding ourselves if we're thinking that the that we're gonna make artificial intelligence in our lifetimes if we don't fully understand first of all the natural human brain. You know, we're not gonna be able to mimic that if we don't even understand it. So what you're saying is, first the brain, then we transfer that brain system to an AI. That's not possible, I don't think. One day, have you seen a motor protein? Completely off topic. Completely off topic. But have you seen how a motor motor protein walks? Mm -hmm. It's pretty funny. Let me put it on. Yeah, put it on. This is very interesting to me. At least I, put, I just I just put up a gif of it, so eventually you see it on yours. Okay. But this is happening in our brains. Um, why is it on me? Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm doing. You're you're the one uh, with the screen. No, that was a complete accident. Okay. All right. So this is happening at all times within our brain. Do you see it? Not yet. Damn. Just keep stalling for time. Okay. 
Uh, anyways, yeah, he's walking oh, I around. See it now. You see it? You see it? <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. <laughs> the How do we know myosin like protein is well known for walking, but now it seems it also sleeps. Motor proteins have fun quirk of looking as though they walk along a cell's uh, cytoskeleton to change the shape of the shell and make our muscles move. That's crazy, man. Yeah. <laughs> when I saw it, I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's crazy. What the heck is that? <laughs> You've never seen this? No. <laughs> that's crazy, That's happening man. inside of you right now. See, the complexity of the human brain, the human body, we don't fully understand it. No. And we're we're kidding ourselves if we're and to your to your point about what if we just fully understand it and then transfer it into a computer, we can't transfer something that complex into a computer, especially yeah. not one running off a of binary. Maybe quantum we could, but no, it'd have to be neuron based. Which, this is exactly why I wanted to talk about Halo. Oh, this is a great segue, See, because my, to my, those of you who know Halo, to those of you who know Halo. You know that there, before the Forerunners, there were these beings called Precursors mm -hmm. who created the Forerunners, the humans, and everyone else. They seeded the Milky Way galaxy, so to speak. The Forerunners revolted against them and eventually created the Flood, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, the Precursors, you know what their technology was based on? You know what their technology was based on, Matthew? What? Neurons. Mm -hmm. They created neural physics. So they, they created these things called star roads that would span galaxies and they could move them and they were super cool and they were literally like living beings. What you're saying is I'm saying that neurons are the building block of everything and is a, the key to our I don't know knowledge of everything. Definitely in our brain they are. Yeah. Um, but the whole cool thing about the Halo and the lore behind it, this neural physics, like when they fired the Halo rings, the Forerunners, when they fired the Halo rings, they wiped all of that out because it was all based, it had a nervous system. That it is a nervous system, essentially. But the whole point I'm getting at is we're trying to make artificial intelligence. Essentially, we could get to a point, I guess, where we could develop some kind of thing called neural physics, and we could then create life like the precursors did, I suppose. Um, but And that's why I wanted to talk about Halo, because that plays directly into this conversation. But let's talk about the ethics now because we've talked about how cool it is we talked about how scary it is we've talked about you know the science kind of behind it the pseudoscience honestly if we're not explaining it well probably we've talked about the ideas and you know what's going on let's talk about the ethics of it and there's a few um well hold on do you want to take a few chats before we talk dive into ethics you look like you want to take some chats i was, looking, I was thinking about Read chat. i was thinking about how we can improve thumbnails, but I, I was just thinking about a couple things. Okay, so Joshua Brop says, Would it be far-fetched to say that the way the brain perceives and processes sound is connected to how we talk to ourselves in our consciousness? So this is super interesting because not everyone has an internal monologue. In fact, was it a 50 or what was it? in fact, most people don't have a full internal monologue. I do. Do you? Like, how do you describe it? Describe it so people could distinguish you, if they do you, or not. Okay. Can you like have a full-on conversation with yourself in your head? When you read words on a paper, do you hear them in your head? Mm -hmm. When you listen to a song, do you hear it in your head? And then can replay it in your head and hear whoever's playing it or yourself sing it in your head? Um, what's the other one? Can you, yeah, can you listen to things in your head, yeah. uh, like as a memory, mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that. That's an internal monologue. Especially when you think, when you're thinking, can you think as your own thoughts? Yes, but the voice can sounds different in my head though. What do you mean? Like, I can hear myself right now. Yeah. It's, my, the voice in my head sounds clearer or like mo monotone almost. I don't know how to describe it. Oh, really? Yeah. So right right now, I literally in my head I was like, oh really? And, and it sounded like that. Really? Yeah. Mine didn't. Really? Well, you're kind of generally more monotone than me. I have a higher range of emotions in my voice because I do public speaking a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not just mo I'm not just monotone like this all the time. I you know I range my voice so it kind of sounds more interesting and you, yeah, you, know, yeah, you yeah. can talk like this and blah 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 whatever. 
No, I have an internal voice. Yeah. I, I whenever I read stuff, I read it in a different voice. And when I'm reading stuff, I'm like, okay, okay. And sometimes like I'll remember that in my head, and I I have not full. Com- it's kind of weird to have conversations with yourself. You're just oh, saying. I have conversations with myself. All Joe the time. is an evolved yeah, consciousness. He's beyond. Like I literally have conversations. Like I will li- have full-on conversations. Like I will talk back and forth between myself, like in three different dimensions. I diagnose you with schizophrenia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, it I, it's not like multiple personalities disorder. Um, it's definitely not because, uh, and, there, and the way I know is because it's just all me. But um, it's it it's it can be really productive, and it can also be really not productive. Like, I'll just, I can totally get lost in my head. Like, honestly, like, I could just completely, like, sit down for, like, a few minutes and just get completely lost in my head. And I do this all the time where I'll be, like, talking to someone and it'll make me think of something. And I'll go through this whole dialogue in my head and this whole thought process. And it'll be, we'll be, like, talking about, like, I don't know, like, uh, what are the tolerances on this part? I'm a machinist. So what are the tolerances on this part? Um, and, uh, okay, we got to move this tool in a little bit. And then in my head, it'll be like, oh, that reminds me of this, blah, 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 blah. And I'll be like, uh, so what was the score on, on that thing? Yeah, you know, it'll be like completely, and it'll be like, what? Yeah. It was like, and then I have to explain, you know, it's like, oh, well, yeah. I had that conversation in my head. Like, I do that all the time, man. Like, really? yeah, I totally like skip thought processes all the time. Uh, well, even, even this, like, I'll go are. from... Do you phase out and okay? Do you whenever you're having a conversation mm-hmm. with somebody and you start thinking, do you go on that train and you, can you still keep that conversation? Yeah. I can't do that. So I, whenever it, I'm thinking of something else, I'm like, yeah, yeah. What no. did you say? No, no, no. I can't tune things out unless I'm listening to unless I have something physically tuning it out. Your brain works different for me. Oh yeah, I bet do, it does. You do two things at once. For oh, me, yeah. when I start thinking about something, I'm like gone. No, no, no. So like, if I'm laying in bed. And like I'm, you know, I'm thinking about something. If I'm trying to fall asleep, like if there's other stimulus around me, I can't not like hear it or see it. Like you know, I can't, um, I can't tune out the uh, information. It's weird to think other people see the world around you differently. Yeah. It's almost like you know how every single person sees color differently. Mm-hmm. You know that, right? It's almost the same thing. Like, it hurts. My so favorite much. color is green, dude. Dude, I just I totally phased out in my head and I have a completely different oh, here put so it to hard. me for a second it's, it's Okay, awesome. what if what if? Everyone's favorite color it, it, is the same Everyone's favorite color is the same but different color. It's the best color But we no 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 no, but it's the best color but And it's all the same color to us But we just perceive like green for example is my favorite color and it's the best color obviously because it's green care. I know. I'm, I'm making a point. What if my green, like the, the way I see green, what's your favorite color? Red? It was red, but more is like, uh, it's like kind of grayish tone. Grayish? Yeah. Okay. So what if your grayish is what I see green as? You know? And everyone... That would hurt like, my everyone's, brain. Everyone's favorite color is the same color. We just perceive it differently. Man, isn't that... That'd be... I don't know. That's cool, but it hurts that everybody is seeing things differently from you, but we all relate somehow. How do we humans do that? Our communication well, because skills. We learn from a young, sorry, we learn from a young age, you know, this is green, this is red, that's a cat, that's a dog. So we might see it and perceive it differently, but we all agree, we all agree on what something is, even though we all perceive it differently. We abduct two children, put them in isolation, and then teach them um, specific things, program them in specific ways. Uh, it almost reminds me of an experiment these like in these people in the 1700s did. They want to replicate what Adam and Eve would be, so they separated two children from their, their mothers at an early age, put them in a, a white room with no stimulants, no nothing in it, and just food. And it was very plain food. And um, they want to replicate what uh, not, no influences or no nothing would be, and they ended up being like... Um, depraved of uh, anything uh, speaking uh, skills were terrible and they were deprived human beings so um, my bad <laughs> i just remember how that ended <laughs> I remember how yeah that ended. i was gonna say that can't end well like separating a child from their parent but that's evil that was evil. that's absolutely evil that's interesting <laughs> yeah but no, that man that's absolute you know 
Mo you know, most of what... Sorry, I just yeah. had a moment where I, like, went through a whole conversation in my head again. Um, <laughs> I had a Joe what? moment. But, Joe um, moment. you know what, you know, the most... Or what we know about hypothermia and frostbite, you know where we get that information? Nazi Germany. Let's go. Because they experimented on Jews. They mm -hmm. literally said, hmm, I wonder what happens if we freeze someone's hand and then hit it with a hammer. And that's why we know so much about frostbite and hypothermia. They also wanted to see if uh, twi uh, identical twins were able to uh, send messages to each other. And some of them were well, able to... That wasn't just the Nazis, though. That was, oh, that wasn't? That was like, they did that kind of stuff in uh, like MKUltra and stuff like that, too. Oh. Well, I just remember the Nazis doing that and killing them and like stuff like that. Yeah. They did some effed up crap. <laughs> it's a small benefit to science, that's it. It was a massive, no, they honestly, massive benefits to science and, and so this is, I, I really want to get into ethics now because this is essentially the, um, this is the, the divide between utilitarianistic and, um, and pure, uh, uh, what do you call it, and puristic, I guess you could say, um, where one is the ends justify the means. If something ends with a good outcome for the majority of people, well, actually, in utilitarianistic can be split up into two different categories, and same with purism. You could you could separate that into individualistic utilitarianism, utilitarianism, or um, uh, I guess pluralistic utilitarianism, which you know one's good for the individual and one's good for the group, and it's not always you know, it's not always the same. Like, something good for the individual might not be good for the group, but something good for the group might not be good for an individual. And so you can split utilitarianistic into those two categories, I suppose. Um, but the main, there's a main point here. You know, you could, you have the side that says good is good and evil is evil. You also have the utilitarianistic side that says, I'm sorry, this was like the purist, purist, purism, puristic, however you say it, side. And then you have the utilitarianistic side which says the ends justify the means. Um, you know, it doesn't matter if the action itself causes, it doesn't matter if the action itself is considered good or evil. It matters if the outcome helps or hurts, you know, either an individual or the majority of people. That's terrible. It overlooks so many things yeah. for the outcome. Yeah. So I like to think kind of a, a, a middle, a middle way. I mean, I'm kind of, I like to think I'm a middle guy. I'm a relatively purist kind of guy where good is good and evil is evil. But I will admit that sometimes you have to do what are considered bad things in order to move forward and do good. Joe's like, sounding like an evil villain right now. No, 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 honestly. The like, ends justify like, the means, honestly. Superman. Not, not just, not <laughs> like the ends justify the means to an extent of like, you know, the Nazis experimenting, doing horrible things to Jews, and now we know more about frostbite. Yeah. You know, that that's, I would, I would rather, actually, I, that's a tough one, because it's already happened, and I have no control over it. But back to what I was saying, real quick. What's your limit? Hold on. Okay. What I, back to what I was saying before I got sidetracked by myself. Mm -hmm. um, there's a point, you know, that there is a limit, like you were saying. Yeah. I completely lost my train of thought now, but let me try to find it. Um, I was talking about purism. You know, there is some evil in good, and there is some good in evil. Like, you know, I will admit, if you do, if you try to do just good things your entire life, like, and you don't go outside of your moral code, you will never, like, you could end up harming people doing that. You know, wow. and then there, my, oh, this is what I was going to say. There could be a situation where you have to do something bad in order to do the most good. Like, for example, um... I know this is going to probably seem really extreme. Kill a man who has hostages? I mean, something you could do with that. I was going to say someone breaks into your home, an armed robbery, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to defend yourself and you have to shoot him. Mm -hmm. You know, that would, thou shall not kill. But it's either you kill him or he kills you and all of your family members. You know, it's an extreme situation. But, you know, what do you do? The Bible kind of says, the Bible kind of says it, judge God will judge us all at the end. Mm -hmm. So, we they did not. You've done nothing wrong in that scenario until you've killed someone. You're gonna be judged for that. Yeah. So you're gonna take that sacrifice for your family to have a meaningful life in the future. It's 
it's too much it's, to think it's, about. It's we it's complicated to think about, and this is why I like philosophy. And dude, you just ate all of my Tic Tacs. Yeah, I said I would. I know you said you would. I'm not mad. I'm just amazed, because that was literally full, mm-hmm. except right. for. It was not. It was low. Oh, so I like ate them all. Yeah. It was oh, okay. Very low. I ate all my Tic Tacs. I seriously didn't eat fifty. <laughs> I was gonna it say was right there's here. a lot of Tic Tacs. It was in right there. here. Oh, okay. Did you not see it in the beginning? No, no, no. I, I wasn't really paying attention to how many I was, I was eating. I was just kind of like putting some in my hand and then throwing them in my mouth. Oh, okay. Anyway, <laughs> they're like, "What the hell is he talking about?" <laughs> Tic Tacs. But uh, it's ethics can get really ethics and philosophy can get really complicated really quickly. And it's just, I mean, it's a, yeah. Slippery slope. No, I, not really a slippery slope. It, I mean, it just, it's a rabbit hole. Yeah. And the philosophy changes per person, per experiences. They yeah. experience their own things. And you can't generalize it for everybody because everybody has their own experiences. And it's too complicated to generalize it for everybody. And you can't personalize it for everybody. So everybody has to make it themselves. So are you a moral absolutist or are you a moral relativist? Do you know what that means? Is it like, I just base my morals on what my parents taught me and what God in the Bible says is right or wrong. That's pretty much it. Yeah, okay. So a moral relativist is, it means if everyone agrees that it's just and moral, then it's just and moral. Doesn't make sense. And a moral absolutist says that there are some absolute good things and absolute bad things. Yeah, I'm and, absolutist. Yeah, me too. Um, I... Honestly, I would like to have a conversation with someone who is a re- relativist because there are definitely people like that. And like- I've, I, I've, I think I've known a few people who are atheists mm-hmm. who have said, the only reason we consider this good is because everyone considers this good. We've all agreed mm-hmm. that it, you know. And I guess to a certain point, it makes sense. But I, refu- I, I just refuse to believe that there can be a situation where killing a litter of puppies i mean uh, sorry that's that probably doesn't make sense you get what i'm saying like there has to be some absolute good and absolute evil things of and that that doesn't just come from society saying you know this is good and this is evil because we all agree on it and this is the betterment for society because i mean i honestly i just don't believe that yeah. I think there has to be some moral authority, which is God in my case, in my belief, that's saying, well, this is what's right and this is what's wrong, and th- those are absolutes. Yeah. Those are, you know, the commandments are the absolutes. There's truth. And actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I have met a lot of people who think that truth is relative. Oh. Truth is relative to experience. We both have similar mindsets. No wonder we're friends. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we have very, a lot of things that are similar. Yeah. And also Cameron says, uh, base your morals towards the Bible. Yeah. And he also I agrees mean, that's with what that. I try to do. You, you want to, you I want to read jo- what Josh said. Here, I'll read it. Okay. Oh, wait, which one? The second to last. The photo memory. Oh, okay. Well, we were, we're, we were talking about that later. We'll talk uh, about that in a second. Okay. Um, it is 909. Oh, it is? Yep. <laughs> Holy cow. All right, well, I guess, so let's just talk, We're. I guess we're going to have to end it here, but before we end it. Um, we'll talk about a little bit about what we're gonna do in season two because this is the last this is the season finale of uh, season one and Honestly, this has been a really good conversation oh, yep. And I cannot wait for season two because we're gonna be talking about philosophy pretty much That's the theme of season two. I don't know how long it's gonna go on for um, I just ended it today because it's the end of the year and we're starting to talk about philosophy stuff So the natural progression from telescope stuff to philosophy. Yeah <laughs> So, we're we're gonna um, next season, next episode. I think we're doing a segment on artificial intelligence. Is the first one. Um, Are we gonna be here next Monday? We should be. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, we should be. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway, next week is hopefully. I think it's gonna be on artificial intelligence, and we're gonna do a whole segment about that. Um, but season two is really just gonna be based on philosophy. And we're gonna read up on that. And uh, other than that, if you uh, if you enjoyed the show, share it with your friends uh, and hit the like button. Subscribe if you're not subscribed, so we can get more subscribers. Uh, I mean, we just do this for fun. So if you don't want to subscribe, it's no big deal. 
but you can hit the bell notification so that you don't miss another episode of the Astrocast Live. You can find us everywhere you find your favorite podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, what have you. Uh, you can follow me on joe.seesall on, on Instagram, and Matthew, you want to shout anything out? No, I want to read the... Okay, read the last chat. I want to read the last chat. Josh uh, says, it's probably going to put us on a tangent, but probably. also we'll photo memory is crazy to think about. You know those people who have photo memory? Mm-hmm. Is able to do that? How is that possible? So... I kind of have a little bit of photo memory, but it really, all it is, is if I pay attention to something enough, like literally anything, I I will remember it. Like, um, it's not like I go click and I have an image of it in my head. It's literally, so I don't know if I, I I don't know if that'd be considered photographic memory, but if I, if I'm having a conversation with someone and I'm really paying attention to it, Mm -hmm. I will remember that forever. Forever? Yeah. It's almost like you're scanning, scanning. I don't know about little. scanning, but <laughs> I'm joking. If I'm paying attention to it, I will store it. Mm-hmm. You know that it, if I'm not paying attention to something, I you know I obviously won't remember it. But I mean, honestly, I think that's why I'm a good test taker. This is a completely good, different tangent that I'm gonna go on real quick. Yeah. In my geology class this year, it's a lecture, and you know lectures are usually boring, and, and it was it was kind of boring, but it was a good class. I liked it. But I was always attentive, and I paid attention to it. And this guy would sit next to him. He'd be like, how do you get these good grades? How do you remember all this stuff? You don't even take notes. And I was just like, well, I just pay attention and I remember it. Mm. So, anyway. Some minds are wired differently. I, I willfully acknowledge that I think differently than a lot of people. That's why. <laughs> I mean, even us, we're, we think very similarly. But even between us, we have a lot of differences in how we perceive things and how we think about things. Oh, yeah. I, I remember we were up at the lake different. one time, and we got into a heated argument about abortion, even though we both agree mostly oh, on it. yeah. I so, was angry about something I saw. Yeah, anyway. That's, a, that's <laughs> an argument for another time, and we're going to end it here. So I hope everyone had a Merry Christmas. Christmas was this weekend. I hope everyone had a Merry Christmas, and have a Happy New Year. We will see you in 2022 next week in season two in season two 2022 se- season oh, two we could both say bye at the same time with the split